Cece is a marketer, a nonprofit founder, and a lover of people. And all three of those things require incredible amounts of communication between people. So you know she's the right person for a social truth episode. Hi, I'm Matthew. I'm a Gen Z podcaster, and I talk about society, culture, social media, and what really goes on in this world. And I'm doing a little mini series where I talk about different relationships, different types of friendships, the complexities of friendships. And today we're going to trend into a little bit of deep waters for me but like perfect calm warm waters for cc because she's an adult she had a viral video um you know a little while ago about making friends and hanging out with your friends as a working adult and i think it's such an interesting concept so this is obviously part one more to come um yeah let's just get straight into it Hey, my name is Cece, and I'm here because I'm a prospective fan and also a marketer, nonprofit founder, and a lover of people. That is something that I've put in different bios here and there. So I guess this topic resonates with me because I care about people like individually as a whole, and I'm really fascinated by relationships specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, this was kind of the perfect episode for you to be on because we were we were bouncing off each other like, okay, how can we get each other on each other's podcast again? And I was Mm -hmm. like, what would I have have you on? But yeah, we figured it out. Um, I work for CC and her nonprofit as an Mm -hmm. intern. Um, It started off as a summer intern, but now it's just like, I'm just Now you're just forever ours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's just get straight into it. This is tying into kind of what you start off each podcast episode with like your near dear next gen um do you still retain friends from previous schools you have attended mm-hmm. yeah so on our podcast we ask people about advice they'd give their younger selves or their high school selves and i've been thinking about how so for context i'm like a millennial around a lot of gen z that's kind of the the demographic i live in and I have not been in high school for 11 years almost. That's a long time. That's a lot of formation, a lot of things that happen in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I have a very unique school journey where I live in Canada, so things are different here. I don't even know what grade 10 is, freshman, sophomore. No, I don't know. It's two <laughs> years before you graduate. Here they're just by number. Mm-hmm. But I went to the same small school until grade 10. So Mm. you are in a classroom of like 25 people and those are like your people until you're in grade 10. Like I can remember meeting some of my best friends in kindergarten Mm. and some people straight away and left for bigger and better things. And I, it took me a while to leave. And then I moved schools to a little bit of a bigger school, but it was just, um, I was going to a full French school and then I wanted to go to an English school because a lot of the marketing opportunities and like teaching opportunities in universities around me were in English. So that is my second language. So if I say anything weird, please do not judge me. I literally just learned English 12 years ago. That's Um, crazy. I didn't know that. Yes. Fun fact. It's just different when you're like your whole community speaks a certain language, like talks a certain way or like is so intertwined. But Mm -hmm. I, because I moved school, uh, in the middle of just kind of like a peak time where you're supposed to find your friends, I would say that a lot of those friends aren't present in my life, but that is my own fault. If 
that makes sense. Because when you're new, and I also moved in like the middle of the year. So my sister and I show up. We're just like two new girls. And Mm -hmm. everybody's like, who are you? (laughs) Like, what is this? There's very few other new people. And you get a lot of attention then. And you start to kind of shift who you are in a certain way. So at my last school, we were really involved in like music and band and theater. And then I switched schools. And I was like, I pretended I didn't play an instrument. Like, I was just like, oh, no, I don't play an instrument. Like, I won't do it. Slowly became more, like, obvious that we did, and we liked singing and acting and theater and leadership stuff. But I was trying to avoid that. So I think I made the wrong friends in certain ways because I was portraying myself as something that I'm not. Mm -hmm. And then it got me into a little bit of, like, who am I? What am I doing? And then now looking back, I wish I had invested in certain people more. Not that I can't just go reach back out to them be like, hey, it's been 12 years or whatever. <laughs> Want to be friends because I should have been your friend back in, you know, grade 11, but I didn't. So I would say that a lot of them have remained acquaintances. And then mm-hmm. there's key good friends. I also was in high school during peak. Like I remember when Snapchat was launched. Like I mm-hmm. remember downloading it. We use Facebook. We did at the time and we used Twitter at the time. And I do remember like making that account. And when I used Facebook, I added everybody from both my schools and they're still on my Facebook now. And that is why I still think we're acquaintances because I can see everything they're doing. Hmm. They are posting their new babies, their pumpkin patch photos. They are posting their, you know, like we moved here. We bought a house. We are, you know involved in this thing so I can see a lot of my high school friends lives which I don't know if that is the case because this generation is more picky with who they're going to follow and who they're going to like let you know take up their space and their digital space that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah so it's obviously been a long journey (laughs) your high school experience was very um I don't want to say irregular, but like it, it, it wasn't constant. Mm-hmm. That's the right word. Yeah. So since then, you've obviously worked. Have you and did you connect with people that you work with? And if so, how? Yeah, this is where I think people make the most friendships. It's also where I find people start to date more is with who you work. So right out of high school, I was just like, I think I peaked, but whatever, I'm going to discover myself. (laughs) I came out of like a long-term breakup and I was like, who are my friends? Who are my people? I don't know. I'm just going to do whatever job I want that gets me a good discount. And I'm going to go to school to do whatever I want. So I started teaching. I took classes on like how to be a kindergarten teacher, preschool teacher, moved to marketing, went to different universities. Like I hopped around schools, Mm -hmm. which meant I didn't have like a core group of friends through like four years of university or college, like other people I know. And then I hopped around jobs because I wanted an Urban Outfitters discount. Therefore, I went to work at Urban Outfitters. I wanted a discount on a car. So I went to work at a car dealership. I just like was hustling in a strategic way. And then there was a time where I moved out. I wanted cheaper groceries. So I worked at Whole Foods in the bakery Mm -hmm. because I – I knew you would get a discount on good food and I live right next to one. And that is kind of the start of me realizing that who you're around for work is who you end up becoming friends with. And it's a core reason for like enjoying your job and staying at a job for a really long time, even if it's past the date where it's serving you, past where you'll grow or past where you even enjoy it. So I worked in a marketing agency and Everybody that I worked with in person and remote, like, became a friend. 
And that is like, you can talk shop, you can talk work, but you can also talk about other things. And because you've already like, you're talking to them so frequently every day online and in person, it makes it really easy to just be like, so how's like your personal life? And then go in from there because you're not catching up with each other every time you speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a very um, good strategy for, especially for high schoolers trying to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have to ask, uh, earlier you were mentioning you describe yourself as like a millennial who just hangs around a bunch of Gen Zers. Mm-hmm. So like I'm interested with the people you worked with, was it a, a majority like a younger group, an older group, or like a little bit of everyone? Yeah, I think in the corporate like business agency world i was always the youngest i cannot remember a time where i was i think one person i remember like joined in but she was portraying herself as like a bit older and like more mature and i was like no i'm gonna show up here and be the baby of the group like if you Mm want to know the trends i will tell you the trends if you want to like buy a gift for your niece or nephew i will help you and i learned a lot from friends who are all like parents and i learned from friends who are even grandparents and they would give me you know hair product tutorials or just marketing advice and then when i worked retail there was a time where everybody was maybe three years ish younger than me and i was working at american eagle and i remember being like these are not who I would normally go and be friends with. But because we do shifts together, we would do overnight marketing flips and like store flips and then just go out to like the club after. And I was mm-hmm. like, I am beyond my years of this. Like I I felt like I in Canada, you can drink when you're 19. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit younger. You can experience that from like 19 to 20. Then you realize it's expensive, it's exhausting, and it's not actually fun and the floor is sticky. So yeah. <laughs> that is... I was already past the era, I was maybe like 21, 22. And then I realized, well, these are my friends. So I'm just going to go with my coworkers after our job and just go have a good time and live what they're like. So it's been a mix. And like with the nonprofit, I found that a lot of my best friends are 16, 17 years old. And it seems completely (laughs) normal to me, but to other people, it's probably a little strange. (laughs) We're talking about adult friendships obviously Mm -hmm. but you can tell that like work is being mentioned a lot and let me tell you it will be mentioned a lot later in this episode (laughs) (laughs) but does your work take over your life in a Mm -hmm. way like that work-life balance yeah my advice and just thoughts on work-life balance is that you have to think about how you function as a person so (laughs) Me and my husband, I got married young, but we are completely different opposites in how we work. So he works a fixed job where he goes to work, does his carpentry, builds stuff, and then clocks out and is done for the day. Mm-hmm. I work on a completely different schedule. I have tried all the different things, and I think that's why I liked those different jobs because some were late at night in the morning, some were like I had the day and I had the evening, and then a lot of people had similar schedules but that is just not how my brain functions. I need the flexibility and the opportunity to move things around and to have a day that can be based off of how I feel. So when I think about work-life balance, it's, okay, I function not in a routine mode. Maybe it's my ADHD, I don't know. So therefore I need to find a job or do work that accommodates with that. And then I need to find friends that have similar work schedules because Mm -hmm. there was a time where I started working corporate and I was like, MIA online and not reachable from like morning to 
you know, nine to five life. And people were like, you're boring. We don't see you anymore. Like we used to sit in coffee shops all day and we no longer do because I'm, and I just had so much FOMO in a way that made me think like in my core, I need to be available at different times. And I don't thrive in the evening where like most people that Mm -hmm. I know have, you know, adult jobs and they're done at five and then they want to go out at six or seven. I'm like, I'm at home by seven and I like it because that's when I'm really creative. That's where I'm like building montage things. That's when I'm like, kind of like you, you stay up late and work, work on creative projects late. That's how I am. And if I'm, I have all these commitments in the evening, I get really overwhelmed and realize that I'd rather be like work slash playing at those times which means that if I'm out all morning because I'm going for brunch with a friend who's in town or going to run errands, I will probably work at 7 to 9 p.m. and catch up on the work Mm -hmm. that I miss, but I love it, and that's my kind of work-life balance, but it's not everybody's work-life balance. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned, like, you have to find your group of people that kind of have the same work schedule as you, kind of Mm -hmm. have the same work-life as you, and kind of, like, understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. So... That kind of leads us into the meat and potatoes of this segment. You had a viral video on TikTok about scheduling activities <laughs> with your adult friends. So do you want to explain what that video was about? Yes. So this video, I have no idea why the algorithm works this way. Like I've worked in social media for 10 years and it's always a surprise. Like even today I posted a video that was just in drafts telling creators not to leave their videos in drafts and to just post them. And it's Mm -hmm. getting triple the views than our regular videos for the brand that I post for. So I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm just walking into the car talking, no script, no effort put in. And it goes, it goes well. And I think that's just the whole thing about being authentic. And what happened is a lot of my friends now, they're either previous work friends, friends that I have met on social media, or those leftover acquaintances from high school who became deeper, closer friends as we matured. So we kind of matured together and realized we have to be intentional and um, maybe started with like seeing their stuff on Facebook and then actually being close friends. And then the other half of my friends I would say are from church, which is different experiences for everybody. But the church that I go to prioritizes this thing called community groups where you gather with people like your own age or the same stage of life you're in so they have some that are like parents like young parents they have some that are like single guys single girls or like co-ed and you can sign up to like lead a group and basically you guys talk about whatever is talked about at church or you just like do life together and it's a weird but really beautiful thing because not everybody gets to experience that like I don't know other than like a book club I don't know what other situation you're purposely choosing with a friend group like we are going to meet every week this next three months like that's kind of intense and I think that's why the video went viral so my husband and I and then another couple we plan kind of what the Thursdays look like and for summer we were like our group is so fun we want to do fun things and I'm definitely inspired by your generation because you guys make everything a moment and I grew up in the era where your parents just go to another family's house And you know when you just sit there while your parents are like doing stuff and like talking and then kids Mm -hmm. go up to play like that's the generation I grew up in and the generation now is like parents are putting in all this effort into like this is the activity because that's 
what people do now. And yeah. I thought like, let's just, let's do that. I'm going to take my iPhone notes and I'm going to put in the dates of the next Thursdays. And then I'm just going to put in different summer activities. So it was like pickleball night, or we're going to go like to a water park, we're going to go to a pool, we're going to have a fancy dinner, we're going to paint pottery, whatever the activity was, I put it and usually put the address, the dates and whatever. I had sent that to the group already. And then I was like, okay, I'm in the car and there's some sketchy activity around me and I don't want to get out by myself. I'm just going to make a TikTok because what else do you do in your spare time in the car? That's what I did. So I put, I erased the addresses, put it on a green screen and recorded myself talking about how we meet every Thursday. And I think that shook the internet because it's so strange to commit to a day of the week to see your right. friends. But that is adult friendships, guys. You have to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I find out even now, like too often, if I wanted to hang out with my friends, we would be like, okay, let's like, we should hang out. Like, let's do another picnic soon. And then mm-hmm. we just say, let's do another picnic soon. Let's do another picnic soon for like the next year. And then yeah. <laughs> see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was so curious as to why this worked and was it because like <laughs> it eventually becomes a habit and like everyone's like, oh, it's Thursday. Like, let's go out. Yeah, it's it's something that you have to have like a conversation about before. And yeah. this is something that's also very vulnerable for me because like I said, I was figuring out myself this, the last 10 years. I've done different travels where you stay somewhere for like six weeks, three months, and you build these friends from far away and close by and you change, but people still see you as how you were like in high school. And it's a tricky thing to navigate when you've been like hurt by people. And I realized that I've been hurt by people. Obviously I had to do a lot of therapy to like get over this. I've been hurt by people because I had these different expectations that they were supposed to meet that they didn't meet. Or I felt like I was surrounding myself with people who only wanted to talk to me when they needed something. And I still like kept giving, kept giving. I was a people pleaser. And like, I kept saying yes, or like offering literally what you would charge for like marketing consultations to people Mm -hmm. I thought were friends. So I had a lot to unpack. And then when we committed to like doing this group with our friends, we just, we just like one of us um, just said like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're never going to cancel a Thursday unless nobody can come at all it's always gonna be a placeholder because you never know how people's weeks are going. Like my week, maybe I didn't talk to anybody all week and I've been looking forward to Thursday for so long. Or maybe Mm -hmm. I've been busy for three Thursdays and like this is the Thursday that I've been like, okay, we're gonna go to the arcade that night. Like I'm gonna like pick an outfit. I'm gonna be energized and be ready to go. And then we cancel it last minute. Like that happens all the time. People are almost like ready for plans to be canceled or people are ready for somebody to bail. So that was the agreement is like, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to let it, let the schedule live for three months at a time. So it's just like an intentional thing that you do. And the comments were flooding. Like we replied to maybe 10 of the comments. And then after that, I realized the comments were just people tagging people being like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a desire to be more, organized is maybe the word yeah no yeah i 100 percent agree and see that because like i know like you know how i was telling you earlier how like we just say we need to do stuff mm-hmm. even i don't know i just i just want i just 100 agree with you like if we should mm-hmm. be more intentional with hanging out with people because we're just gonna go on with our lives saying that we were like we're gonna hang out with our friends especially yeah as an adult and so much of life gets in the way um well you guys are busier i would say 
Really? Oh, yeah. I think you mentioned it once and I thought about it and I was like, actually, with extracurriculars, with jobs, mm. with like different friend groups, adults can kind of say no to things outside of their jobs easier. But you guys are like thinking like what's beneficial for my future. Okay, I'm going to sign up for this club. I'm going to do mm. this. I'm going to be involved here. And then like your families have like you guys have commitments with them and I'm mm. sure it adds up. No, yeah. Thank you for pointing that out, making us all making <laughs> opinions feel seen and heard. Yes. Um, but speaking of, how do, like how often does life get in the way of hangouts? Or like, was there a time where nobody could show up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were seasons where that's how I like to like separate things. It's like okay, this season in my life, I guess now people just say it's like their eras, but there are seasons where I felt like I was surrounded, like I said, by different people who had different schedules and had different priorities than I did. And that's when I felt like I was blaming life. I'm like, my life is too blank for me to be available for these people or these people's lives are too busy to be available for me. And that just like, really, I've I've seen so many TikToks now. I don't know if they're therapists or they're just like people who've been really hurt by other people who are like unpacking on TikTok. They are sharing... Um, I saw one yesterday that was like a pyramid of like your like partner and then it goes down to your like close friends, best friends, goes to acquaintances, goes to like whatever it is. And then in my life, I've seen it done where it's like rings of a circle where it like is your close friends and then it like extends and extends Mm -hmm. and people write different names in there. So you can kind of see like who are your people. And that is actually what me and my husband had to do. So we dated, got married during the pandemic you really figure out who your friends are during that time because you actually have to be so intentional. Like we were like FaceTiming every Thursday at that time with friends, like watching Netflix where you like connect it so everybody could watch at the same time. Like that takes people putting in effort to do it. And after that, everybody's lives, you know, change. Either they got new jobs, moved away, or like had new closer connections, which is totally okay. But then at that point, you can't blame life anymore because it's a priority. It's like, what am I prioritizing and who am I prioritizing? So my husband and I got these giant like yellow pieces of paper and we started writing all the different areas that we physically go to or activities we do. So like we go to church on Sundays, like I volunteer at this place. I do montage. I live in this building. I sometimes go to like spin class or boxing And then I go to this coffee shop like pretty frequently. And then I would write the names of the people that are in those areas underneath. And he had his own and his is like skate park, like coworkers. And then we each circled like one or two people from each section. And then we're like, we are going to prioritize those people. Sounds kind of weird. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Dance Moms, you know, where they have like a pyramid of like Mm -hmm. (laughs) who's, who's on the top for that week. But instead of it shifting every week, we were like, let's just focus on a certain amount of people because we can't focus on everybody. I can't be Mm -hmm. friends with everybody and I can't blame myself with like, life is so busy that I can't be there for this person. It might just be this person lives so close to me, like they're in my building. So I'm going to circle them and put an effort to be with them. And if the effort isn't reciprocated, I think that's okay. You need to change it to like, okay, now they're an acquaintance or now they're like somebody I can like run into when I'm walking and we say hi and then we go to the same grocery store and proximity friendships are my new favorite thing for adults. So as you guys are getting older, Mm -hmm. you'll notice if you move away, 
you're going to have a harder time being close with your friends that you've been close with for so long, but that's normal. That's because they're not in your proximity. But then now I have these friends that live like five, 10 minutes away and they can just text me, call me and be like, do you want to go for like a Walmart run? It's like 10 PM. I'm like, sure. Cause it doesn't take me so long to get there. It doesn't need to be this, like, let's sit down and plan brunch for three Thursdays from now. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because I've like, I've me personally, like I've been preaching this since for like years, but like walkable cities and being able to just mm-hmm. like, um, connect with people that are physically close to you is so much easier than trying than like your like if your best friend lives 30 minutes away it'll be harder to connect with them than like Mm -hmm. like a pretty good like okay kind of relationship friend that lives two minutes away from you you know what i mean yeah do you guys well i guess most of your friends do you find that they're from your school and like in similar classes to you yes maybe not similar classes or like a lot of my friends come from mutual friends and mutual friends and mutual friends and Mm -hmm. then we just kind of created groups around that but you did have of like a pretty popular tiktok about that like organizing your people mm-hmm. <laughs> people were like she either she's crazy or but it's not something i came up with people have been doing that and it's um there's like this book club through this book that i read called find your people and I actually had to stop reading it because midway i was like kind of sad that i didn't have my people yeah. and in that like download for their book club was organizing your friends like who are people that need you who are people that you need mm-hmm. and like vice versa it's a really cool experiment i like i think after this you guys all need to grab a piece of paper and like do just do a brain dump of like the people in your life because you might miss people that you wanted to be closer with right and you might be like wait that's why i'm so tired when i'm around this group of friends or these people and it doesn't mean cut them out it just means adjust how you spend time with them And like you said, if you had a best friend that's 30 minutes away from you, like my favorite thing to do is to be like, okay, let's, um, let's like join a class together or like, let's do a certain activity or like maybe we need, we do a walk or like if you need to be driven to the airport or if you want to run errands or something like that, like let's make that an activity where we spend time together. So then it's, it's something you want to do anyways. And it's just a bonus that they are coming with you. So that's been like my hack for people who live a bit further or else you end up just booking all these like sit down one-on-one chats and then you don't talk for three months. And then, like you said, it's like, let's have a picnic, let's have a picnic. And then you check the text thread and you're like, I haven't talked to you since the last time we planned that picnic. So it takes a bit of work, but it could be a lot easier than we think. Mm -hmm. So if if I were to take one sentence away from this, interview like just about the complexities of adult friendship it's like the way you can curb that is like by being intentional and planning and involving all the little things instead of having formal hangouts maybe yeah maybe I would say that we do bigger group formal hangouts and Mm -hmm. that is a good way to bring your acquaintances closer and it's also a way to like fill the cup of what you need from that person like I'll have a birthday and it'll be like an open invite birthday. And I think it's mm-hmm. because I've been, I've been like excluded before enough times to know that that feels really awkward. And I've also been like in a situation where people are talking and planning something right in front of you and you're not invited. So we tried to do the opposite because we've experienced that, but not everybody has experienced that. 
So I want to give them some grace with the inclusivity of of it. And that can bleed into your becoming an adult. And I think that's when like cities become known as being cold or rude or TikToks come up and they're like, I'm so lonely. I have no friends. And it's because we're all bringing our like past like high school selves into our adulthood. And it either goes really well where you're like a welcoming person or it can go poorly where you just stick to your people and don't branch out. So it's a mix of like, you can do formal things, but do that for the large masses and then have have routines with all the other people you want to be intentional with and be okay with if it changes. Because I have a friend who moved to university. She joined a sorority. Like those are your friends for those times. Like for four whole years, those are your friends, your sisters. Mm -hmm. And like, I've never experienced sorority life. So I don't know like how close you get, but I'm assuming you live together. You like train together if you're in a sport and those are your people for a while. And that means you as somebody on the outside become more distant, but you can be intentional and like plan things for when they're in town, plan ahead. And that's a bit more formal than if they just live in your area and you're, you're, you're like, oh, I really like hanging out with you or I just met you or found you on Instagram. And like, I think we'd connect and like have fun. So then that's different because then you are intentional in a more organic way. Mm -hmm. Does any of that make sense? <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense because, like, I'm trying to think of, like, different ways you're organizing your people, different ways, mm -hmm. like, you're hanging out with people of different, like, hierarchies in your life, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, they play different roles. Like, when I'm right. talking to you and I would say you're my friend, you're also our intern, you're our, you know, pop culture coordinator and all those things, <laughs> there is a gap that needs to be bridged. Obviously, that's, like, what I'm very passionate about. But it's a different relationship than when I'm talking to somebody who's a mom of three. But when I'm talking mm -hmm. to them, I'm like, I need that from them. I need to be like nurtured in a way. I need to like vent about stuff or ask marriage advice and how do I be a good role model to like you guys. But then I'm when, when I'm with you guys, it's different. It's like, this is fun. This is like creative ideas being bounced off. Like I can be a mentor. So the nice thing is that if you have friends in all different kind of hierarchies or whatever it could be a networking thing or it could literally just be like a life-giving thing like I feel life after I talk to Matthew but I also feel life after I talk to like a grandma right okay so to finish off this episode with amazing insight do you have <laughs> any last piece of advice for people who want to maintain previous friendships dead friendships new friendships as just like mm. uh, working adults and working individuals and yeah yeah okay before I answer that I'm gonna ask you what do you okay. think is the biggest like concern with friendships now like are there actually like mean girls and bullies or do you find it more just like everybody's passive aggressive or is everybody extremely welcoming we're just like not getting deep enough like what what is going on? Yeah. So, okay. The script was a little bit flipped on me, but <laughs> I talked about this um, in my second social truth, social truth episode mm -hmm. um, about kind of like high school stereotypes, but I feel like it's not, it's, it would be very like ironic to run into someone like a teenager. Um, that's like very clicky and very exclusive and very like, yeah. Um, 
like mean girl jock like whatever whatever it may be but yeah i don't i don't find that friendships are built like that nowadays it's more like you have in my personal experience you have different groups for different things yeah and sometimes like the same people are in different groups that you're a part of and then just because you're hanging out with them the most like they become your like close circle if that makes sense yeah it's like frequency and and proximity okay so you gave me good context um on what it is and obviously people can listen to your other episodes to get a peek but in in terms of like what i would leave people with is as you go into like different stages of your life like say you get a new job you join a new team or you know you want to go in like a certain field or direction don't be afraid to branch out with who your friends are and I think it's hard when you're really comfortable you have your Mm -hmm. people and that's even like me now I feel like I finally found like people who are my people like like people I can be very honest with like hey we're struggling with this like this really sucks this happened and in a way that's not judgmental it's great but that doesn't mean that I'm going to close myself off now on potential new friendships so I went to this event recently and a girl just like came up to us and she's like hey I came alone do you guys want to take a photo booth picture together I've never been asked that in my life by a stranger I would never do that either but I thought that was so amazing because now we're friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think she just could tell like, oh yeah, like these, these girls are laughing. They're having fun. Like they look like welcoming and that is really special. And something that I've done in every city that we've vacationed in, in the last two years, maybe not like Mexico, but every <laughs> other place we've been to, we have done a meetup where they're just friends from the internet that get together and now I have friends in other countries and I'm excited to meet. And it's like interesting because your generation is just like, oh, that's basically like e-dating and things like that. I'm like, well, it's also networking and it's also <laughs> yeah. planning ahead. And it's also, I can circle them on my piece of paper. Like, hey, this girl I met and we had such a fun time in New York. I'm going to plan to see her in the next three years. Like I'm going to make it happen. And that's being intentional. And we don't text every week or every day. It's just I know that I'm going to put the time in and like spend a condensed amount of time with them. So, yeah, I would leave yourself a lot of space and room to grow and add people and then be brave enough to have conversations that need to be had if somebody is causing you stress or you feel like not the friendship's not equal and move on. Make space for other people because if you're so annoyed at somebody else or holding holding on to anything negative you won't have room for the new people that are coming in your life and I definitely did that and I don't want you guys to do that for very long Mm -hmm. yeah thank you (laughs) yeah that was great advice oh yeah are you ready to give advice on your next gen next week maybe (laughs) (laughs) we'll see but yeah I will I'll, I'll be on our podcast soon enough Mm -hmm. Uh, do you want to talk about where the people can find you and then we'll end it off where you can find me yes okay so you can find me on instagram i'll I'll have matthew link it (laughs) sorry um and you can also find me on linkedin if i can convince any of you guys to do something after this is to make a linkedin i'm working secret project but not so secret i'm trying to like partner with actually linkedin but if not i'll do Mm. it myself like a course for the next generation, like two videos, five minutes each. 
that are like, here is how to set up your profile to thrive in like professional things before you graduate high school. I think that would be much needed and a lot of opportunities. Like literally today I was messaging the marketing girl from McDonald's, see me on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, you do that through LinkedIn. You don't do that through Instagram DMs. You have no idea where they are. And then they become friends, which is fun too. So that's where you guys can find me. Give the link to my Instagram to LinkedIn. And if you want to volunteer for montage or just want to talk about friendships or like have somebody to vent to, uh, Big Sister Vibes, my DMs are always open for those kind of chats. Yeah. Um, Yeah, super excited for what's coming next for you and dear next gen thank you um, thank you for coming on yeah what an get honor. LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah everybody get linkedin really such such an honor to be here i don't know if you realize that okay you posted are we allowed to talk about this that you posted a video about people wanting to be on your podcast oh yeah no please talk about it it that is something too when it has to do with friendships when you do something my sister is so good at like being honest about this. I'm like, this is what happens when you've been burnt before. You know, like people are observers or they're like cheerleaders. And I find that the people who like grew up with you are sometimes just observers until they are like, oh, I want to be on the podcast. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, like all of a sudden they come out of nowhere. You're like, mm, I'm going to I'm gonna give the opportunity to the real ones first. <laughs> yeah. It's like me personally, I just... Because ultimately, this is a passion project, and I'm like, I'm going to put this on some college application later down the line. Like, yes. I just want to be super intentional with who I have on. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's not even, like, hate to anyone. Like, my closest no. friends have not been on this podcast before. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but they'll listen. Right. They are my number one fans. I love them. Right? Those are the those are the true friends. You're like, they'll say it in public. Talk about, oh, do you know he's got a podcast? You're like, oh, yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> Embarrassed, yeah. but yeah well i'm sad that you deleted it but that's okay i think i think something um spotify for podcasters should do is a video like that sent to them yes perfect that would be amazing spotify for podcasters please reach out (laughs) we're literally using them to record right now (laughs) yeah like where's where's our sponsorship where's our deal right need a plug right now oh i could talk about deals for so long i'll work on it on the montage side and then like get your perspective community, people who are interested in content creation hooked up because it is something that I love doing behind the scenes, like finding creators to do stuff. And then I realized that there's a whole sea of talent out there that is willing and actually good at creating content, but they don't have portfolios. So we're going to work on that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, I don't know if... What do I do? Just leave recording?